0: Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show, download it. Like I said, we're on 36 different podcast uh, platforms. If you're not tech savvy, ask your kids, ask your friends at work that are uh, in that younger age demographic and uh, check out the podcast. It's pretty good. It's uh, 308 here in Northeast Pennsylvania. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. So New Year's is fast approaching. The next time I hear you hear from me and I talk to you guys will be in the new year. Now, I'm not going to say that corny line that uh, johnny lucas said to me when he was walking out the door today jake i just want to put that out there and if and if you say that to me today you're fired because we're not going to see each other to the new year either so <laughs> none of that corny nonsense you don't have to worry with me man <laughs> there you go right um yeah, 2023 I, was a good year i talked johnny into saying merry new year merry new year just like eddie murphy was it happy new year uh, merry new year that's right yeah merry new, merry new year here it's Happy New Year. Ha, 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 beef jerky time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, Trading trading Places, right? Yeah. That was from? 40 years this year. 40 years Trading Places and uh, 48 hours. I know. Uh, and uh, then we have uh, Beverly Hills Cop, and there's a new. 40 years next year. Beverly. <laughs> I actually know people are looking to renew their Netflix because simply because of Beverly Hill Cops coming out. Um, you know, they're refusing to pay the upcharge. You can't use it outside of your little network bubble anymore, uh, which just is, which is stinks because, you know, you have kids in college, you get a family plan that they, they make where you can make different profiles on your Netflix, but you have kids in college, kids, uh, you know, that still live at home that are in the military, and they can't use the Netflix under these new things, and I know some of the other streaming services are, are looking to do it, so they should figure that out because that's just not, not the way it should be. But uh, what's your New Year's resolution? I want to hear from you guys out there. Are you looking to do anything? And again, it's it's not like your life is going to change. You are going to change your life. It's it's your responsibility. It's your will willfulness to to make those changes. But a, a date, um, you know, a line in the sand, that mark that you can say, "Hey, starting now, I'm going to do something different." Now, a lot of people don't have the fortitude to stay with that, uh, myself included. Plenty of things, but. The experts say it's always good to have, you know, a milestone, a marker to say, okay, I'm going to start doing things. I'm going to do things different. Sometimes it's just you. Sometimes you wake up feeling like crap one day or whatever it is, and you say, listen, I'm going to change things. I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And I've been there and and and, and have made those changes simply because of that. There, it's just you're you're tired of the same old, same old, and you need a little change but if you're planning to do something, whatever that may be, and it doesn't have to be like I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to exercise more, whatever it is. You know, I'm going to be nicer to people. You know, I'm going to work on my relationship at home. I'm going to work on my relationship with the kids. I'm going to work on my relationship with the siblings, with my siblings. I'm going to do whatever that is. I'm going to take better care of my house. I'm going to take better care of my property. I'm going to take better care of myself. Whatever those things are, I'm going to try harder at work. I'm going to strive for that next promotion. I'm going to do the best I can to see if it's recognized at work. And if it's not, maybe I should start looking somewhere else for, for, for my dreams and goals because it's obviously not being recognized here. There's plenty of things out there, and I want to hear from them from you. I, I really want to hear because you may motivate someone else to say, hey, you know what, that sounds like something I want to do. Uh, and and the, the, the proof is out there on your side. I mean, people who change their jobs every couple of years, people who move from place to place and don't stay stagnant, even if you love, tend to do better, tend to make more money, tend to be appreciated more. I'm not saying that's the catch-all for everything, but, you know, the statistics are the statistics and people who, you know, every couple of years re themselves and, you know, people, you know, especially people who've been in a job 10 years, 15 years, 20 years and, and something happens with that job. They either downsize. You know, new management comes in that you just don't get along with. You're targeted by someone because of favoritism, toxic environment, whatever it is. Or maybe that company's just run its course. Maybe you're tired of being there and you're just kind of going through the motions. You know, people who are sometimes forced to start over and do things, the, the statistics are on your side that you do better. Uh, people who move around from job to job every couple of years. Now, every couple of years, I'm not talking every couple of months. I'm not talking every year or two because that that in itself doesn't look good. But if you stay around for a place for three or five years and you move on, during the interview process, you can explain that and say, hey, you know, I was here three or five years. I gave it my all. I just didn't see a future for me there. So, you know, I decided to go in a different direction. Employers respect that. Employers look at that and say, okay, is this a go-getter? Is this someone I want to bring in here on my team? Is this someone I can depend and give responsibility to that just doesn't want a paycheck, just doesn't want to come in, punch in, punch out, and they're done. They may do a good job, but that's all they're ever going to be. They look highly on that. I've seen it firsthand. I've been in that position where I've hired those people, and it's, it's worked out quite well. So don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to take those risks and challenges. If you have dreams out there, don't be afraid to follow them. Um, you know, I'm kind of here because of that for two reasons. I, you know, I wanted to come home. I wanted to be back here in Northeast Pennsylvania. This is where, you know, like I said, I want to spend the rest of my life. I want to be here there. There's other things I want to do. I can probably, this year hasn't been bad because it's 51 degrees and cloudy right now, but you know, down the road in a couple of years, maybe five years, 10 years, whatever that five or seven years, you know, I'm thinking, and that's, that's my plan at this point, you know, what I, what I enjoy being down in Pensacola Beach, you know, for January, February, March, and maybe some of April. Yeah, maybe. I know my wife would love that, but, uh, you know, we have some time left. It's time to do things. And, um, you know, those those are my plans. Uh, As far as my bucket list and and things I want to do this year, they're kind of the normal. Um, You know, I've I've gone into my maintenance phase for the holidays. I've kind of probably stretched that, but I've been bouncing back and forth. You know, so I'm going to go back to eating healthier, Usually in the new year, I stop drinking for, you know, a month or so just just, just to do it, just to kind of clear out everything. Not that I, I drink much to begin with. I don't drink during the week. I don't uh, just have a beer at, with dinner to have a beer. You know, when I'm out for a reason, when I'm out in a function, yes, I'll have a couple of drinks and such like that. But there's, you know, that. I, I just like to flush my system out of everything, a lot of water, rehydrate myself, get back into the, the gym downstairs, start going for my walks with the weather outside better. Eat healthier. I mean, with the holidays, that's kind of stretched out to where, you know, a lot of carbs, a lot of side dishes, a lot of, you know, nosh and chips and dips and stuff like that, even though they're healthy for the most part with carrots and ranch dressing or celeries and, you know, some olives, stuffed olives from Sabatelli's, I uh, might add, which are pretty pretty darn good. But, you know, that's that's where I'm looking to go for the new year. So what is uh, – I want to hear what you're – looking to do i want to hear from you guys out there five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight to say uh you know uh this is what i'm planning to do this is what i would like to do and you don't have to tell me you know who you are what you're doing i don't want to get you on a spotlight with your current employer or anything if that's the deal that you're looking to do but uh you know i definitely want to hear from you i want to hear because you what your plan is Maybe a lot different from everybody else's and give people idea, motivate people. Maybe someone calls in, recognizes your voice, knows you and says, hey, if, if, this, if this guy or girl's doing this, I'm going to do it too. I'm going to do something similar to that. It, uh, it doesn't take much to motivate people. It, it takes the people around them to be doing things. Uh, it's, it's a proven fact. If you are around go-getters, you, it rubs off on you. You become a go-getter. So we're going to check out that. I'm looking at uh, Fox News now. Tom Holman, who was a guest on this show last week, is on Fox News right now, talking about how the U.S. surge at the southern border is breaking records day after day after day, and they're not just they're not doing a thing about it. Uh, we talk about it all the time. This this manufactured crisis, which is is not only harmful to these people that they're they're coming from all over the world to make this trek because they know they're here. You know, I was looking up some different. Factors on the border, and you know these these uh cartels that are in control, you do not go through that area without paying the cartel and it 's from anything from sexual favors to taking fingers off because you didn 't pay properly but it 's anywhere from about two hundred dollars up to ten thousand dollars, depending on who you are what your what their responsibility is to get you illegally into the country if you are wanted, if you are on a no fly list, if you are a known terrorist. If you are from a communist country that may have uh, questionable uh, associates back there in those countries, you know they're paying these cartels up to ten thousand dollars to get them in, get them past the border control, patrol into the into the country, to where they can you know just blend in and flee into the nation. To what we're seeing at the border, where you have the cartel members there taking pictures of individual people as they get through the hole in the fence, and then turning around, waving at our cameras and and like shrugging, saying, "Yep, this is what we do." They're getting about $200 per person there. We need to put a stop to that. Um, more children have died under the Biden administration than in the last decade before that, as far as people coming in here. So, you know, that those pictures of these members of Congress crying at the fences uh, at an empty lot and making a big deal, you, you surely don't hear much about them now. Um one of the most humane things we could probably do right now for everyone involved is secure the border. That, that They are making billions, the cartels down there, off of what's happening here. We need to put a stop to that. And then we can address it. And we talked a lot about this yesterday, so I'm not going to get into it. But since I'm watching it on TV now, you had the mayors of both New York and Chicago saying that that we, we, are, we are headed to destruction. Uh, and, of course, you have Mayor Adams wants to blame the governor of Texas. Uh, how about you take that a step up? Mayor Adams, how about you look at the real cause of this? And he uh, instituted an executive order that buses are no longer allowed to drop people off in the middle of the night. Uh, I don't really know how that's going to work because, oh, just because they're carrying illegal migrants. So is there a racial aspect to blocking these buses from coming in? I understand the theory behind it. They want to be prepared. They are saying that uh, dozens of buses with people with nothing more than T-shirts and blankets. A lot of families were dropped off in the middle of the night in the Port Authority. They were not, not prepared for them. And, uh, you know, it kind of pulled a lot of resources from everywhere. But, you know, to simply say that, you know, my executive order says you can't drop illegal migrants off in, from this time to this time, there might be some ACLU uh, problems with that, you know, because why aren't you limiting anyone? Why aren't all buses? Why isn't a tourist bus from Wisconsin not allowed to drop someone off at uh, two o'clock in the morning? And again, I get the theory behind it, but you just can't pick and choose things like that. and that's where these executive orders from mayors like this, and again, his entire speech was blaming the Governor of Texas for creating this humanitarian crisis in New York. No, I'm sorry, it's not the governor of Texas. He's managing what he's getting done dumped on him, which is a hundred times more than New York City's getting dumped on. And you're, you're just getting a taste of it. For you to target him without saying, you know, the president of the United States is creating an inhumane condition, is is kind of lacks your article, your argument to begin with. So uh, you know, we'll see there. But I, I definitely want to hear what your plans are for 2024. What are you looking to change? What are you looking to do? You're looking to save more money. You're looking to do whatever. I want to hear about it. It's 3:23 uh, here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 327, 51 degrees, and cloudy outside. Well, after years of a decline, retail theft cases in our area are on the rise. I don't think this is any surprise to anyone. Uh, following several years of declining numbers, shoplifting offenses rose sharply in Luzerne County and across the state last year, according to a recent report issued by the Administrative Office of Pennsylvania Courts. Retail theft offenses in Pennsylvania increased by 30 percent, while they rose 34 percent in Luzerne County. Statewide retail theft uh, offenses decreased from a four-year high of uh, 39,612 cases in 2018 to uh, 24,786 cases in 2021, and then... uh, you know, after the pandemic kind of fired back up again. Let's figure how they say they declined from 2018 to 2021. It's interesting how they use those numbers because you had 2020 and 2021 with a pandemic. So, you know, (laughs) stores were closed less. People weren't out shopping. Nonetheless, shoplifting. And then they're saying the the figures have uh, rebounded to uh, 32,256 cases last year. Uh, Luzerne County, total... For the five period peak with uh one thousand fifty-nine cases and had been a decline in the last year, again, the pandemic. Wilkesbury Township police detective Robert Caprell Caparel said that the department has noticed an uptick in retail thefts this year, but that the numbers generally remain lower than in the past. Yeah, I mean in the past it looks like twenty what did I say, twenty eighteen. There was a high. Then we had the pandemic, so of course things went down, and they're, they're hitting up. In the past 12 months, I'd say we had an uptick, but not as much as there used to be because we just don't have the loss prevention anymore. Everyone's fired, their loss lost prevention, and there's no one to catch them. That is why the numbers were going down. Yeah, it, um, you know what? Stores' mentality in addressing retail theft has totally changed to where they've kind of taken a hands-off attitude. And with that now, you've emboldened criminals, and this is going to continue to get worse until they say enough's enough and we're going to put a stop to this. They're depending more on their surveillance cameras, their technology to deal with retail theft rather than physical presence and security to say enough's enough, be it armed security, unarmed security, whatever that is, because these corporations, what what we've fallen into is – you go in for a smash and grab. You go in to just grab whatever property you want and try to leave. An employee tries to stop you. You get hurt. You sue the, the store. And these courts are giving them money. So let's look at this holistically and let's deal with, hey, first of all, if you're committing a crime, you shouldn't be subject to being the plaintiff in any civil case for monetary damages. Unless there's extreme negligence. And I'm sorry, if you get punched in the face for trying to steal property out of a store, and I don't care what that store is, because you squared off with the employee of the security or whoever that is, I'm sorry, that's not negligence. That's the way it should be. Um, so let's start there. And let's start sending a message that not only are you going to be physically stopped if you attempt to steal property, but we're going to throw the book at you as far as crime as far as a sentence to do that but instead these these companies these stores these retailers are depending on technology they're getting great pictures of these individuals and they're dumping on the dumping it on the lap of law enforcement who then needs to spend time chasing down these shoplifters which is property crime instead of being out there on the street instead of dealing with other crimes instead of investigating felony assaults and such like that they are taking their time and again we're we're in a time where the police have been demonized and they've been downsized and they've been cut and have lacking recruits to take these positions when people are retiring, so it's kind of a catch twenty two that that not only administrations for these cities and these retailers have caused by default, not not by any any specific means. I mean, a lot of the bigger retailers, some of them did get behind the defund the police movement because it was the it was the in thing to do. It was, the, you know, our shoppers want this, demand this, and we're going to get behind it. We've seen it. We know which corporations they are. But uh, we're going to continue to see this go up until people say enough's enough. That That has to do with all crime, especially, you know, low-level crime like this. If it's not dealt with swiftly, if it's not dealt with harshly, larger crimes happen, bigger things happen because people think, all right, well, if they're not stopping me from just walking into any store I want and taking out whatever I want, who's going to stop me from robbing the person in the parking lot? Who's going to stop me from assaulting the person in the parking lot? Who's going to stop me from stabbing or shooting the person in the parking lot? Or anywhere, for that matter. Law and order is just that. It's law and order. And that means all law. And we need to pursue it. It's uh, 3.32 here at WILK. It's time for the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 338, 52 degrees, and mostly cloudy here on this Thursday, December 28th, 2023. Um, Days are ticking away. We're getting ready for that 2024. I got the Jersey Devil checking in. He says, so, Rob, you're saying Mayor Adams is instituting a remain in New Jersey policy to deal with the migration crisis? From the Jersey Devil. Unbelievable. So um, a procedural error might put a proposed ballot referendum in question here in Luzerne County. And it's interesting who (laughs) caught the the issue. Uh, Questions arose Tuesday about whether possible procedural error will prevent the proposed referendum about reforming a government study commission from appearing in the Luzerne County's April 23rd primary ballot. County Council authorized the ballot question via ordinance on October 24th. The County Board of Elections approved it on December 13th. But state election law stipulates that an ordinance authorizing a ballot question must be filed with the election board within five days after it's enacted. Beth Gilbert, a former county deputy election director who works for the progressive grassroots organization Action Together NEPA. Now, Beth Gilbert is the one who took the fall. She was the scapegoat for the Luzerne County Election Bureau. Um, You know, was not there anymore, kind of was shown the door, but was also hands-on in a lot of the faux pas, should I put it, In 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 a kind word. We're towards the end of the year. It's the holiday season. We should be kind. But she had a hand in the plethora of faux pas that happened over at the Election Bureau in Luzerne County. But um, she verified via an open records request that the ordinance council adopted October 24th was not filed with the election board until December 5th. The agenda packet for the election board's December 13th meeting included scanned copies of the ordinance dated as received on December 5th. It's not clear whether the apparent ever will compel county election officials to keep the referendum off the primary ballot. Now, emails were sent to the uh, county manager and the county chief solicitor and said the law office is investigating the issue involving the ordinance and technical compliance with state law. Well, it's, it's a law or not. So is it technical compliance? or it's, I mean, the law says it must be filed within five days. That's the law. It's pretty clear. But it's funny how the uh, manager of Luzerne County and the county solicitor, chief solicitor, uh, calls it a technical compliance. The Office of Law is not co- convinced that there's an issue to worry about. But, on the, but out of abundance of caution, they feel compelled to alert um, the investigation. Now, Gilbert, whose job is voting engagement organizer, said it's part of her job to keep an eye on election issues in northeast Pennsylvania. She said she began to study the state home rule charter handbook as part of her duties. Maybe when she was a member of the Luzerne County Election Board, she should have spent more time studying the processes and procedures there. And things wouldn't have been, let's say, controversial. But I guess in an oversight, I gotcha role, and is this, I mean, is this kind of digging it at them, seeing, see, I'm gone, look what I caught you doing? Uh, I don't know. But, you know, oversight is good. Following the law is good. So the fact she brought it up is fine, but it's just found it funny or ironic. It's not funny. It's actually pretty sad. It's pretty sad, all the issues that Luzerne County Election Bureau did have while she was there and even afterwards. And the fact that this is ongoing now, that they may not have technically followed the compliance of the law, where the law says it must be filed within four or five days. So uh, interesting to see there, but uh, Gilbert said that she and Action Together, NEPA, will continue to do their due diligence on issues related to the proposed ballot questions. Well, good. I, I hope you do. Wish you did prior, and hopefully the people at the Election Bureau are learning that as well. It's uh, 3.43 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 3.46, 52 degrees, and mostly cloudy out there. On this Thursday, December 28th, 2023, if you're traveling out there, I think uh, later on in the show, in the 4 o'clock hour, just before the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking about the best and worst airports. Um, all the experts are saying give yourself more time if you're traveling at the airports. Uh, my daughter-in-law is on a plane right now to Avoca on time. Actually, the plane's a little early. It's showing uh, on the flight tracker. Or I think it was supposed to come in at 4.50, and right now it's looking at about 4.40. Uh, My son took the same flight Christmas Day, and it it arrived at uh, 4.30, and the plane was supposed to arrive at uh, 4.50, so 20 minutes early. That's a good thing, and the plane's on time now, so hopefully you're traveling out there. We'll uh, keep you posted. Well, I, I tell you this every holiday. This is no exception, especially with New Year's coming. If you're looking to do have New Year's plans, if you're going out, if you're going to have a couple of cocktails, if you're having a couple of drinks, I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's you know down the block from your house. I don't care if it's around the corner from your house. If you are driving a vehicle, do not. Police are out there. There's extra patrols on, specifically looking for this. Not I, I've heard Paul Michaels during his his news break talk about you. You can't afford it. And that's only one reason. You don't need this in your life. You don't need it on your record. You don't need it at all. The Pennsylvania State Police reports 404 crashes and 198 DUI arrests over the Christmas holiday. We don't need to see that, and that's just December 23rd to the 25th. We don't need to see that over New Year's. And we do every year, and I'm going to say it every time. There's a holiday that's associated with having a couple of drinks, be it Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July you know, Christmas, St. Patrick's Day. I'm telling you, there are extra patrols out there looking for this. They know what they're looking. You might think, hey, I'm fine. I'm just going a couple blocks. They know what they're seeing. They can tell by the way you're driving. They can tell by the way you're cautious of them. So just don't do it. You know, get someone to drive walk uber there's plenty of options now there's options now that have never been i mean calling a taxi or waving down a taxi was uh crazy back there and uh, you know just a just a a quick story what was it Ninth, uh, 2019 i was down in pensacola because i was moving my son down there for flight school and i spent new year's eve down there in pensacola and we went to a place floribama it's a huge place it's right on the florida alabama line I think they got five stages. There's like 18 different bars. It's a huge complex. If you've never been there, Florida, Kenny Chesney's made songs about it. There's been videos. Florida Georgia Line has performed. It's, it's a great place to be. So we went there. They have a big bash on New Year's Eve. We were there. Ubers just were nonexistent because there were so many people out and about. Plus, you know, what normally was a $15 Uber ride, I think they were looking for $200. And it was probably a a two-and-a-half-mile walk back. Well, that's what we did. We started walking back, and again, halfway there. We checked Uber again. We were able to get an Uber halfway for the rest of it. But that's what you do. But they're out there. I'm telling you, don't risk it. There's no need. No need at all. Over 1,000 speeding citations were uh, issued as well. It's uh, 350 here at WYLK. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on Wilk News Radio. It's three fifty-three here, fifty-two degrees, and now it's saying partly sunny outside. I'm not outside, so I couldn't tell you, but it was raining out there. What do we got out there, Jake? Does it look like there's a little sun peeking through? It's cloudy. It's cloudy. Uh, computer lying to me again. But I I should have faith in AI and stuff like that, right? I can't even get the computer to tell me what the weather is. <laughs> um. <laughs> hmm seeing this breaking news come out and says, Colorado Secretary of State announced that Trump is back on the ballot unless the Supreme Court rules otherwise. So this is interesting. They're saying that the Colorado Secretary of State is doing this because they don't want the Supreme Court to rule on it because that would give precedent for all these other states to... uh, it would prevent them from doing this. A dozen lawsuits around now, Michigan Supreme Court favored in favor of Trump saying that he will remain on the ballot. But now the uh, Colorado Secretary of State announced that Trump is back on the ballot unless the Supreme Court rules otherwise. Now, I, I don't know how the Colorado Secretary of State can overrule the Colorado Supreme Court, maybe because there's a stay and they're not going to lift the stay, but... Um, Looking through this now, it's, it's it appears that the Colorado Secretary of State is doing this, so SCOTUS does not rule on it, but it, it says that unless the Supreme Court rules otherwise, so it looks like they're still going to give a decision. So, um, you know, some some news there coming out, and that came out about a half hour ago. I'm seeing it come across my feed now, so we'll keep an eye on that, see what's going on. Let's see what we got. We have Bill from Wilkesbury on Drunk Driving. Bill. Bill, you there? Bill? Bill, you there? Okay. Yes, I am here. All right, gotcha. All right, thanks for taking my call. I want to make a couple comments about DUI driving. A friend of mine had a DUI about a year ago, and I was talking to him about it. It has cost him $8,000 out of his pocket. So if you're out any time drinking and you think you can make it home ask yourself a question do i have an extra eight thousand dollars sitting around to pay for my dui exactly not only that but think about the higher insurance costs and everything else that you're going to have for at least five to ten years in the future yes there's all that and it's 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 just not worth it. I mean, call an Uber, call a cab, have somebody drive you home, sleep in the back seat of your car. But don't put me at risk by driving drunk and put yourself at risk and loss of $8,000. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought up that personal connection there where you, you know firsthand that somebody had to do that, because uh, that's one of the reasons. We talked about the financial implications. Um, you know, that that may be minor to someone's life, but it's still there and still should be a deterrent for you. Bill, I appreciate your call in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, Sound like he was on a beach somewhere for a minute there, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Well, Pennsylvania dog licenses increase will take more of a nip than a bite out of most dog owners' wallets with increase in visits from the dog wardens. So it looks like the prices of licensing, the prices of uh, kennels is going up. And the good part of that is it'll also replenish the dog wardens, state dog wardens that have been depleted because of lack of funding. So this is hopefully going to... Correct that the stricter enforcement of Pennsylvania's dog law will make possible with increases to the dog license and kennel license fees that will help replenish the ranks of dog wardens who conduct kennel inspections, investigate unlicensed kennels and handle stray and dangerous dogs. It takes effect uh, February 1st. That is also when the new provision lowering the licensing age for dogs takes effect as well. Dogs will need to be licensed at the time of transfer to an owner, which is, uh, can legally occur at 8 weeks or at 12 weeks, whichever is sooner. On January 21st, individuals or kenny- kennels selling dogs must display a license number along with the name and address on the advertisement and provide more information about the dog's breed, vaccination, bite attack history, higher penalties for violations, and new safety rules for licensed king kennels also take effect. Among them, a requirement that no gaps or openings on the sides of kennel enclosures that will allow dogs' limbs to extend to another enclosure. It looks to pre- prevent a dog putting its paw into the other cage and getting bit by the dog that's in there, I would assume. So how much of the license is going up? Uh, starting March 1st, the base fee will rise from to $7 from $5, with senior citizens and those with disabilities paying $5 instead of paying 3 $3. So it's going up $2 depending on what you pay now. Lifetime licenses, which require a dog to have a microchip or a tattoo, will be set at $49. The cost differential for spayed or neutered dogs will go away with the new licensing fees, so you don't get a discount for having a spayed or neutered dog. The base fee does not include the administration fee plus the cost of postage that the county treasurer is charged. The new law grants the Agricultural Secretary the authority to increase the annual dog license fees to no more Than two dollars effective December first, twenty twenty five, and by no more than an additional dollar after December first, twenty twenty seven. So it looks like additional increases in twenty twenty five and twenty twenty seven. So just so you're aware, I mean, dogs are part of our families, so you know, be aware that it's going up there. It's uh, coming on four o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show after the break in the news.